got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello. And welcome back to ZorkCast. Steve and I are back again for another, oh, nine minutes, 15 minutes of Vegasy goodness. Oh, goodness. I can't believe I said, I can't believe I said Vegasy goodness. Oh, <laughs> that's bad, right? Well, I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen and move on. It's not like this is being recorded. It's not like this is being recorded or anything. <laughs> it's it's Vegas goodness. So this is this is going to be fun. This is a good way to start it. So this this episode is about your first time in Las Vegas. The three things you got absolutely wrong. If you could give us some context, a little bit of context about when that first trip was and approximately how old you are, that's great. You know, of course, we always try try to be respectful of your personal details, but at least it gives people, because obviously there's a there's a huge delta on when somebody's first trip. I mean, my first trip to Las Vegas was in the 1970s. So I... Yes, well, yeah. I, wasn't even, I wasn't even born then, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was quite young. I was under ten, so I'm not that old. Now that people are like adding up how old I am, they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's that old." So back well, pe- to people you, are going to be sh- people are going to be shocked when they find out when my first trip was, because it wasn't really that long ago. No spoilers, obviously. Okay, no spoilers. So, Steve, your first trip to Vegas. <laughs> what did you get wrong? What uh, three? Keep it to about three things that you absolutely got wrong. Well, I don't know if I want to admit to these three things. This is the trouble. It's quite embarrassing, really. Okay, so, well, I guess the first thing... Wait, 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 wait. Is... Before, before you start, you're, you're not going to tell me... You're not going to tell me... You're not going to tell me the hooker stole your wallet from the room, right? Because <laughs> remember, we have, a, we have a family show here. <laughs> that, was, that story was supposed to be off-air. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I you said you weren't going to mention well, that. <laughs> that just bobbed into my head. Okay, back to you. What are the? I'm, what are I'm, the not sure what I'm, what I'm more worried about the fact that that popped into your head when talking to me, which is slightly worrying in itself. But anyway, <laughs> well, yeah, asking for a friend. No. <laughs> oh my god, this 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 episode is already going downhill very quickly. <laughs> anyway, three things you got wrong. All right. Well, I guess the first thing is, and this is like a cardinal sin, and I'm ashamed of myself for this. Um, I booked my first ever Vegas trip through Expedia. Shock horror. It's like, it's terrible even just in booking flights through Expedia. But not only did I book my flight through Expedia, I also booked my hotel through Expedia in a package deal. Yeah. Wow. This is actually a really interesting travel perspective. And I see this in the UK. And I see people in the UK that mention these travel agents they use that are like, yeah. they, I mean, I don't know what it is about about Brits, but they love travel agents. <laughs> and I see names of these travel agents. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, like all these people have all these different travel agents they use. Like, what were you thinking when you did that? And about when was this? What year was this? This was early in 2016. 
So not actually that long ago, really. I haven't been going to Vegas that long. I've just been gone a lot in the space of like the last four years. This, however, was before I'd even ever been to Vegas or read anything about Vegas. I wasn't aware of kind of the stuff that we're talking about now, like comps and such. And at the time, I was just looking for a, a well-priced deal, I guess. I was going out there just, just for a holiday, really. And that, that's why I decided to book through, through a travel agent. At, the, at that point in time, I'd never really, generally speaking, booked holidays away from a travel agent. Like you mentioned, it's kind of the thing we do here in Britain. You used to, I remember as a kid, always going to the travel agents and getting the brochures and looking through the brochures and working out where we we're going to go on holiday as a family or whatever. I guess that's kind of a little bit ingrained in our culture. And so, yeah, I, I booked Expedia. And, and to make it worse, I think I've stayed at like TI, which actually isn't that bad. TI, I'm being a bit harsh there because TI actually is not a bad option for, for first time uh, Vegas visitors, particularly because of its location and, it, and it's fairly reasonably priced too. You get value there. Well, you know, a couple of things about that are, I, I think TI is a pretty awesome property. I think there's some interesting history there. This would be another great episode. The mm. first Zorkfest in Las Vegas happened to be a TI, and they've recently renovated their entire conference center, and mm. it is really good. And their conference center tech is really, really good. But one of the other things there, because a lot of these employees do stay at these properties for a long time. Mm. When I dealt with the events people, they're truly win employees. Some of them actually worked in Vegas at Mirage, and then they worked at Beau Rivage, and then they mm. came back to Treasure Island. But you know, if you think about it, Treasure Island, it's still really a win property. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, so it's, there's that. We actually did a very interesting article on Travel Zork. I'll put in the show notes about the history of TI, which is actually a fabulous article. And obviously I'm taking us off on a tangent now, but I don't think it's a, a really bad property to be your first property to say, uh, to tell you the truth. I think it actually is a decent property. It's like big, but not too big. It has a lot. Yeah, I and think it's, there's a it's lot of really well there. located too. Really well located. Perhaps not the best slot selection in the world, but at the time I wasn't really like going in with this idea of I'm going to be a massive slots player. I hadn't really, I, I didn't gamble at all in the UK. So I hadn't really thought about that. I kind of just wanted to see Vegas and see what it was all about. And like most people probably listening to this, I got hooked. Yeah, that was my first mistake, definitely booking through, through the travel agent. And obviously that meant I couldn't um, get any discretionary comps or anything like that because I'd already paid. I paid my money to the travel agent. Right. And discretionary comps are something we're going to talk about in a future episode. So moving this right along, and then I will interject a couple things. The other things that you think you got really wrong with your first visit. And just to clarify for people, in most cases, if you're going to play the casino game or you at least plan on gambling, if you are going to book a property in Vegas, book it directly with the property. Do not use yeah. an OTA, an online travel agent, or a brick and mortar travel agent, or your cousin Lenny, who's a travel agent, <laughs> Do not, or Expedia or anything. Book it directly with the property. And quite often, the properties do have promotions. Uh, even like we talk about TI runs promotions all the time, where if you book direct with them, you don't have a resort fee. But just so that we're absolutely clear, if you are going to want to potentially get in on this comp thing, you want to book the property directly, uh, even if you're not getting a comp room, which you wouldn't be if you've never really done that thing before. Now, definitely uh, other things you like, got wrong. 
Okay, so kind of linked to that then, I didn't really play at TI and I did eat there, which is like bad in itself because actually one thing about TI is the restaurant selection is not good. Um, but anyway, so the problem there was then that even those I couldn't really get comps, even those meals, because I ate on property, but I didn't play on property. And actually, come to think of it, I think I paid cash too. Again, not a good choice in Vegas. Charge everything to the room, potentially get it comped off on the back end. Also, credit card points, man. Credit card points. But I will give you a pass. Oh, yeah, but when, because... when, I, say, when, I, say, when I say cash, I, I mean like, hey, I don't mean necessarily cold hard cash, but I meant I paid at the time in the restaurant. Oh, okay. When I hear, I, yeah. I actually do differentiate when somebody says cash as opposed to card because there are some people who do just come. I mean, we've seen this before in some of the Vegas sports who actually do come with cash and do literally spend cash. Of course, from a points perspective, you know, a credit card points perspective, I always feel you should be earning something, yeah. be it cash Although back or points. Then, then I also didn't have my BA Amex. So. I was really green back then. Okay, I hadn't even got my frequent flyer status or anything. I'm, and now I'm sounding really like stuck up and snobbish. <laughs> well, but, but you know what? The other the thing is though, I I do give you I do give you a pass though because because European cards have foreign exchange fees, and up until yes. recently with Revolt and Curve, you really were stuck with these horrible foreign exchange fees. So quite frankly when you've got to pay a foreign exchange fee to get the points, it sort of washes itself. So I actually, up yeah. until recently, where you can avoid those. Now, of course, most people are aware or not aware. Most U.S. credit cards do not have foreign exchange fees. And obviously, for a U.S. visitor traveling within the United States to Las Vegas, foreign exchange fees don't matter. But I give you yeah. a little bit of a pass on that, because realistically, you probably would have been paying a foreign exchange fee, which would have been pretty lousy. Yes. That's true. Thank you for the pass. It's making me feel better. I'm going to feel, I'm going to have to like feel really depressed off this episode with all these mistakes we're talking about. I think we're going to have to do another episode where we talk about the good things. <laughs> okay. So what else do we have? What other mistakes did you make? Move it, move <laughs> like, it along. What, what, other, what other things? What did you, hi, welcome to Zorcast. Today we're going to listen to a guy that basically did everything wrong when he went to Las Vegas. Hi! Hey, but that's good, right? Because I'm here to tell the tale and share my experience with other people and make sure they don't make the same mistake. That's true. So what, See, what else? Always is, uh, think what, positive. Of course. What's um, on, what else is on this very, very long list? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So the other thing is that I guess, well, some may not see this as a, as a bad thing. But actually, for me, I think it was a bad thing. I really overly planned my first trip and what I wanted to do, almost to the point of where I had like spreadsheets with times on and such. And I know some people love that. So this wouldn't be a negative for some people, but I actually quite like to have a chilled out experience in Vegas. I like just to go with the flow. If I want to play video poker till 3am, then I'll play video poker till 3am. So for me... That was a negative, having those plans, because I kind of felt like I wasn't able to let loose and just go with the flow at all. And I would agree with that. I talk about this quite often, and this depends on the type of trip you're going to have for Vegas. But if you mm. are very gambling-centric, you know, to me, it's exactly, I might play Baccarat till 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen, which means then... I'm going to be going to bed at eight o'clock in the yeah, morning. So I don't exactly. really want to have a brunch reservation for 
11 o'clock in the morning or a spa reservation. And especially, you know, if you have things like spas, which have to be canceled usually four hours in advance or 12 Mm -hmm. hours in advance. So a lot of times I've just gotten used to this. This is my way of doing it is a lot of times I'll say, hey, I'd really love to get a massage on this trip, but I can't figure out when to fit it in. You know what? I'm just going to go with the flow. And if I one day all of a sudden, you know, even if I go to bed really late or something and I wake up at 10 in the morning, I'll say, let me just call the spa now and be like, hi. Do you happen to have a massage appointment available anytime in the next three hours? And then I just go down. And you know what? I I find it sort of liberating. And sometimes it's no. And it's like, ah, okay, I'll just go walk the strip or I'll do something else. And sometimes it's yes. And it's no big, but it's like no big deal. And I don't have to stress them about like being stressed about going to the massage. (laughs) It's also a bit easier now because obviously I'm playing. I have a host. I can probably get into that restaurant. I really want to go to last minute. Or I can probably get a spa appointment if I really pushed. But then I didn't even, you have to remember at this point, I just kind of wanted to see Vegas. I wanted to see the Eiffel Tower. I wanted to see the Excalibur. God, God help me. What was I thinking? But do you, do you know what I mean? I wanted to go and see the Luxor. I wasn't really planning the whole gambling thing. That kind of just came with it, which sounds really silly when you think about it, because obviously Vegas is built on casinos, but I kind of thought this may be a one-time thing. I just want to see what it's all about and look what it did to me. Yeah, well, I, you know, hey, I don't, I think there is beauty in almost every part of the Vegas experience. Like one of my favorite properties to roam around is Circus Circus. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I can give you on any one of these topics, pretty much so if I have a, I can give you my reasoning for it. And I don't expect you to agree with my reasoning on it, but this is how I feel. Some of it comes from my memories as a child. You know, as a child, yeah. we, we stayed at MGM Grand when, it mm-hmm. you know, the MGM Grand that was MGM Grand, which is now Bally's. We stayed at Caesars before. We did it. I have, like, memories from childhood, memories from other parts of times when I was a teenager and we went to Vegas, you know, for New Year's Eve. I've just – there are things that yeah. I re- relate to. So I don't think, well, weird, you know – Well, weirdly, that's – that's probably the same for me with TI. I kind of always look quite fondly on TI because of that reason. It was the first place I stayed. But I think it's probably quite common, actually, that a lot of people don't necessarily go to Vegas the first time, particularly from the UK, perhaps, purely just to gamble. I don't think I'm going to go and I'm just going to gamble loads of money. And I'm going to get a host straight away on my first trip. They go for the experience and it's that side that sort of evolves over time, I guess. That's my view anyway. That's what happened to me. Well, that's sort of interesting. Actually, the story about some of my childhood trips where my father worked for someone who was a big gambler, and one of the trips we were there was because of that is sort of interesting. But that's another, another episode. Uh, <laughs> but so let's just, let's just finish this off. Was there anything else that you okay. feel that we should share that you got wrong? Just, you know, just because these are great points for people, you know, and it's a great, it's a great conversation. Um, you know, not really, because I think that I still managed to do everything that I wanted to do on that trip. I managed to see everything I wanted to see. Like I already said, TI was really well placed on the strip. So I don't really think of, I can't think of anything else that I regret, really. I'm trying for you here. I know you want to pull me down some more. <laughs> no, no. And I think I think this is reasonable. And I think I like to take a reasonable approach to it. Before we finish this episode, since that first trip, which is really not that many years ago, about how many trips have you taken to Las Vegas? Now, do I want to admit to this? Probably my average is four or five a year. So let's say maybe 15. 
probably, mm-hmm. because I don't think I took four or five in that that year itself. Absolutely, absolutely impressive. <laughs> At my high point, I think I think the most trips I ever took to Vegas was usually about somewhere between three and five a year, and I was yeah. located in the Boston area, which made it easier. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, bear in mind this uh, is like a ten-hour flight. You know, I mean, my 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 high point. I think I flew in from the UK for two days, which is probably something I don't want to admit. <laughs> well, my my shortest trip to Vegas was landing at four in the afternoon and taking the red eye ba- the red eye out at one ten in the morning. So literally four oh, wow. in the afternoon, Baccarat Stardust security band fan from Stardust to the airport and onto the red eye. So less than oh my goodness, how many hours? It's like that's a five, six, seven, like yeah. seven hour, a seven hour trip from. But that was from from the Midwest. I think that trip started in Cincinnati. Anyway. We're definitely out of time. Thank you again, Steve. And once again, Travelzork social media, if you want to tweet us at Travelzork, at Travelzork on Instagram, please join our Travelzork Facebook group because we banter about all these things. And Steve, where's the best place to find you? You can find me on Twitter at Las Vegas UK. You can find me on the Travelzork Facebook group. Maybe the Facebook group is a good place to start this time because I, I, like, I like the banter on there. I like the discussion too. A lot of great guys on there and some really good Vegasy discussion. Um, so yes. you can come and chat with us and you can give us suggestions too of what you want to hear which is always fun yeah absolutely anyway until next time you've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at travelzork.com and to continue the conversation on twitter and instagram at travelzork and facebook.com slash travelzork travel smarter gamble smarter and maximize your adventures right here on zorkcast until next time Good luck.